0: Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Live Stream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. En
1: Carla de Puerto Rico.
0: And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life. From a Latino perspective I'm a visual artist
1: and I'm a singer
0: and this is episode 23 videography
1: as always you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher please subscribe to our podcast so you can receive our episodes also you can find us on social media on Facebook Tumblr Twitter and Instagram
0: and we want to give a shout out to all our people listening to us in different countries United States Spain Poland Puerto Rico Sweden Austria Canada Czech Republic United Kingdom ireland and peru
1: thank you for listening
0: and also i just want to say i'm gonna be participating in the street art expo here in queens it's gonna be in astoria queens you can check out more information at streetartexpo.com it's gonna be on sunday june 24 2018 i will be signing things and drawing things and selling things
1: yeah we're gonna have some merchandise over there
0: all right All right, another episode. We're back. Videography. Um, I know we touched on this subject before on a previous episode. We talked about documenting your art, documenting yourself. Um, but we didn't really get too deep into videography specifically. So this one's going to be about that. Um, I think the stuff that we talk about on this episode can be relatable, whether you're going to be documenting a painting that you're doing at home or in your studio or whether you're going to be painting outside on a tour or something like that, or at an event. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's relevant for all those scenarios. Uh, I think the first thing you should focus on when thinking about doing a video is the directing of it. Being, be your own director. Um, think about why are you doing this video? Are you doing it to show like a tutorial, like a step-by-step explanation of how you do your artwork, how you do the... the you know, whatever craft it is that you're doing right now let's talk about walls You know, mm-hmm. the painting that you're doing um, or are you doing it like to show the environment or the event to document the event um, if it's going to be outside with a bunch of people or if it's in a block party or something and you're documenting the whole event then the focus isn't so much on the step by step but the focus is more on the entire event what the day went like um, so these are things that should think about right at the gate that way when you're going to record you're not wasting your time and wasting camera time you know recording things that don't even matter Um, so setting the tone you know is it a funny video is it a serious video is it um, an abstract video you know those kind of things Um, I think like Carla you've seen it when we go to the to record videos we go on location somewhere we're already talking ahead of time of like what do we need to record what should we focus on yeah um a lot of times if we know that we're going to be meeting people we think about recording scenery and interviews automatically we start to think about what's the scenery probably going to be like who's going to be there who could we interview when we get there we start looking around already and start thinking you know what what's really important about this location that we should document and Who should we maybe get a little recording of them even if we don't use it or even if we just use a little piece of it? But it's always good to get some people, some interviews, some some personalities into the video. That helps a lot in your videos
1: Mm -hmm.
0: for your videography. Um and the scenery obviously like if you're in a really strange location, it's really good to get, you know, shots of the scenery and to know that you're getting those shots up front is good. That way you don't have to worry about it later. Um, Even though throughout the day, you should space your time out. We'll talk about that later. But you want to get shots throughout the day because the scenery will change throughout the day. Um, So, yeah, so that's that's important. The directing of it, the storytelling of it um, and the location. Right. How many also how many days? How much time do you have there? Are you going to be there for one day or two days or whatever? Um, And the location like is this going to be somewhere private or somewhere open to the public? And you should think about this ahead of time. And, and that'll inform how do you go about preparing for it for this videographical exploration. exploration. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the next thing you should think about is cameras. What cameras are you going to take? So the location, the scenery, the tone is going to tell you what cameras you should take. If you're going to a location that's very open in the public and might not be too safe, you don't want to take a very expensive camera. You want to take cameras that are not so... Unless if you have a a whole crew with you that's going to help document and protect the cameras. You don't want to go with a whole big set, you know, to like some big open crazy public environment with music and stuff um, that's going to be too loud. Uh, If you're going to go into a weird... Maybe like if you're going to get into a thing where you're going to be on a lift or you're going to be on a ladder or you're going to be somewhere that... You can't be on the ground level. You're gonna maybe want to take a portable camera with you as well, an additional camera, like a maybe like a small GoPro or a small handheld that you can have on you, so that you know that you you'll be prepared to have footage on the street level and footage in hand where you are painting. Um, another option for people that might you know. I never managed to get around to buying this but another option is buying a a drone a small Mm -hmm. a small helicopter camera whirly thing (laughs) that that's not that crazy expensive it's kind of it's not it's expensive but it's not out of your reach if you really are interested in making an impact in your videos and you're going to do something that has um visual appeal you know not just your art but also the, the scenery then i would invest in a little drone with a a capability i've seen it we went to jay's house one day and somebody had it where it was attached to their phone it was an app Mm -hmm. that was on their phone Mm -hmm. and they can control it through an app on the phone that was really cool Mm -hmm. um another thing to think about is maybe waterproof cameras um if you're going to go to a location that might be raining or might be near water maybe you want to get shots in the water you know maybe you want to do that just to experiment um so a, even a waterproof camera or a waterproof container for your camera could be a good thing to think about. Um, and now they even have um, uh, this guy. This videographer was talking to me. He was showing me 3D, uh, 3D cam- no, 360 cameras, hmm. 360 degree cameras that can record 360 g- degrees at once. And then you could set them for like a VR experience where you can people can on your phone. They can sc- scroll left right and, and they look around the whole while it's yeah while it's being recorded they can see the whole footage that way that's really exciting
1: mm-hmm.
0: um that's another thing i never got to that point maybe i will one day i don't know i'm not sure but
1: <laughs> but that will be great for a for a wall like if it's yeah. a long wall mm-hmm. even if it's horizontal or vertical it will be great because then you can take and record the whole wall like that and you can have that image there yeah yeah
0: um Another piece of equipment that you'll be thinking about when you're gearing up is microphones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're gonna be doing interviews, I, I I always bring microphones just in case. I have a little portable, you know, uh, clip-on microphone. It's a remote, so people can be across the street and I could still hear them on on the clip-on mic. Um, I bring it everywhere I go because you never know when you're gonna be interviewing somebody maybe somebody's really excited about being there maybe it's their first time seeing a wall or something and you want to capture that Um, also maybe the people that you're painting with they might want they might have something happening in their lives or maybe something that happened at the wall that they might want to share so it's always good to bring a microphone Um, I don't bring big giant sets because I'm usually just traveling on my own with a few people so you know I try to bring a small compact set but small microphone that's that's very helpful especially if you're painting somewhere that's very loud if you're painting somewhere with music if you're like if you're in a street event and they got music and all this and all that or if you you're in an industrial environment and you have trucks Mm -hmm. and traffic all over the place you know a microphone will help um another thing is tripods um you have to bring a tripod i don't care you know a lot of people if you don't they just bring a camera that's it They don't really think about a tripod as something important, but it is important. Um, The combination of handheld footage and tripod stable footage makes a video come alive. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're recording, you want to give yourself time to, let's say, do a minute on a tripod from a certain position and then do some handheld stuff and then go back and put it in the same position in the tripod and do another minute. Like that throughout the day, um, it adds to the flavor of the final product. It gives it gives the, that stable uh, third eye kind of view.
1: And it helps a lot with that stability yeah. of having the camera there and you don't have to worry about you, your movements, the movement of your body, moving the camera. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a small, a small tripod. I always carry a small tripod portable, like something that fits in my in MacBook my bag. Good enough to just hold it for a few shots. Not not good enough to to leave it and walk away.
1: No, no. Because <laughs> the
0: wind can knock it down. Exactly. But good enough to at least hold it in place while you're hovering over it just to get the shot and then move on. Yeah. Um. So tripod is important. Next thing, I would say, um, which is should be obvious to everybody, but some people don't think about it, is extra HD cards. You know, extra extra video cards. Um, extra charger. Um, extra batteries, batteries, uh you know, bring all that stuff, have a little, I always have a little pack, my little emergency pack that I always keep all those things in, um, just in case. And I don't, I don't, when I get home, I don't don't unpack it. I just unpack just a few video cameras that I have to unpack. I dust it. I start dust off all my extra lenses or whatever. And then I just keep it in the bag because I don't want to leave that stuff behind next time I go to another shoot. Um, Alright, so that's that's the equipment. That's the majority of the equipment. I'm sure there's more things we could talk about. Um, there's I have a, a, a boom crane kind of thing, like an arm, a boom arm that is kind of cool. Uh, it's just a little tedious to set that thing up unless if I know I'm going to a
1: place that I, I have a car and that I can bring it in a car and all that. Um, I will say, I will say also, a, like a flashlight or lighting, a yeah. lighting for when it gets darker, then yeah. you can have something to light up the wall or depending where you're recording, right?
0: Yeah. Just in case. Uh, so yeah, lighting, uh, they, right now they sell lighting is cheap right now. You can get, you can get an led light that illuminates pretty good and lasts long. Um, almost like a little light pad. Almost, almost like using a, a uh, an iPad as mm-hmm. a flashlight. Yeah. Like that. They sell these things now that that they illuminate. They're like little pads and they illuminate, and they illuminate a lot.
1: And I think they sell it um, for the camera, yeah. so you can attach it to the camera and everything. Yep. So.
0: Yeah. So that that's that's helpful. I mean, it's extra equipment. Yeah. A lot of graffiti happens mostly in the daytime. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But. It's just in case. Yeah. If you can carry it, yeah, that's that's helpful also. Um, all right. So now talking about how do you manage your day painting and recording so the trickiest thing about videography for me has been when i've had to go on my own um i'm packing all these things and everything i just described and then on top of that i'm packing spray paint and i'm taking my sketches and i'm taking my you know whatever else i need my caps and and rags and whatever i need uh, my clothes my extra clothes whatever i might need so personal things that i need food water yeah so you know this gear is extra right And when you're traveling on your own it's tough So some of you guys out there that might be traveling on your own It's It's, uh, it's hard to do stuff On your own Carry all these things um, For me I've had to juggle between Keeping the gear all on me Keeping my spray paint nearby Painting some Taking a break Setting up my camera Recording some Going back painting something like that uh, if I have somebody nearby that can help out, somebody I'm painting with, tell them. If I'm on my own, I just tell them, "Hey, you can record record me for you know 10 seconds painting here, record me for 10 seconds painting there." Um, that's all you really need is 10 seconds here, 10 seconds there. Those two seconds add up, you know, to, to for your final footage. But okay. but all right, let's talk about a scenario where you have somebody with you. You want to make sure that when you show up, you get a few shots of a location very little time setting up because that's not really as exciting you want to save your battery and your footage time for later the scenery that's a good time to take a match of the scenery of any if you see things that are happening before you start painting record some of that but don't get too excited and record everything up front and then run yeah. out
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> when you're recording throughout the day you want to think about well you're going to be there the entire day you want to record maybe 30 minutes at five to ten second shots you don't need to record long shots especially if you're going to edit it Um, remember that when you're chopping this footage down you're really going to be chopping it down to like five second ten second clips so adding up to let's say if your final product is a I don't know three minute video or two minute video Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so these little five to ten second clips you know it's smart use them smart in a smart way record from a certain angle record one two three four five press pause relocate find what's that other position that you need to kind of continue the story maybe you get up closer maybe you go a little further back maybe you go around the other side that's a good opportunity to to look at this the sunlight and see if the sunlight sometimes you don't realize but the sunlight's hit bouncing off the wall a lot of times the sunlight is bouncing off the wall and you're not really getting the art you're getting just a silhouette of the person painting on the wall so That's a good opportunity to kind of reposition, make sure that you get different shots so that you don't always have the same shot, the same angle. Um, As you you get experience, you're going to know how to do this better. But if you pay attention to the person's body language, you're going to start to guess what they're going to do next. A lot of times you'll see people like wandering around looking for spray cans. Oh, what color should I use? Should I use red or should I use green? I'm not sure. Sometimes people pause and just start talking to their neighbor, to the person painting next to them. You know, don't waste your time recording that. It's not that's nothing nobody wants to see that so I think you have to read body language and kind of get an idea and pay attention to what they're doing so you can tell when they're done doing the other things and when they're ready to paint sometimes a lot of times when I've been recording other graffiti artists they will practice a stroke like they'll go up to the wall and they'll look at the area and they'll kind of move their arms to where they're going to paint but they don't actually paint that's part of your five seconds so you, you start recording and if you see that they're not doing anything Give it five seconds eventually they're going to start to paint something and hopefully you capture and you get a rhythm for what what it looks like when they're actually going to make a move and then you start recording a few seconds before they're going to make a move um and obviously if they walk away from the wall stop recording you know don't keep recording them walking away and doing this mm-hmm. and doing that because nobody wants to see that there'll be plenty of that in your b-roll and your extra footage your scenery footage there'll be plenty of shots of people walking around and wandering around. You're not gonna need the artist doing that too. If you're doing a long shot, if you're gonna do something that's maybe, you know, so if your video is let's say, let's go with two minutes long. If your video is two minutes long, there's no reason that your long shot should be longer than fifteen seconds. Because if you divide your two minutes into into seconds, you know, you don't wanna you don't want let's say thirty seconds of a long shot. That's like You know a big portion of the video That's going to be a really boring video 15 seconds is more than enough If you want a a long clip That maybe is a continuous clip That maybe you know You just lock the camera down And watch the person paint But they better be painting Something really interesting Because it's going to look boring If they're just dabbling around With little lines in a little corner And they don't handle the entire wall Yeah. A lot of times when I've done long shots I've had to plan it ahead And say okay I'm going to do a long shot and I've I've set up the camera and set up what I'm gonna paint so that I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna go across the entire wall and that way you see some some movement and or I'm gonna do a character but I'm gonna do a lot on the character so that you're gonna see some progression and not just me just doing one little corner of a, a person's eye for example and then I you know you're just seeing me standing in one position like that's boring so even if you speed up the video it's gonna be boring like it's gonna be boring for a person to stay still in one corner so. Long shots, anything that's like 15 second long, like a long clip, you want to make sure that you're doing something that's maybe a little planned. You know, maybe you want to talk to the artist or the artist to the to the camera person, talk to each other and and figure out how you can plan ahead a long shot. Um, And from what position would be the best position? And you want to make sure that there's nobody walking in front of the camera at the time that you're doing your long shot. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a lot of things that go into planning for a long shot. Um, That's why 15 15. Uh, 15-second clips are good for long shots. For short clips, 5 seconds is more than enough. 3 seconds is more than enough to get short little bursts of action. Um, So that's that. Uh, I mean, another thing that I could tell you is, you know, if you want to experiment with black and white, setting your camera to black and white or to to filters and things like that, you can mess with that. You know, black and white footage you could always do in, in your final edit not really a big deal you know changing colors and stuff like that Um, the lenses uh, if you have different lens like a different lens for your camera that's that's kind of important that's something to think about and consider along the day you know making time to put maybe a fisheye lens or an extra wide angle um, things that maybe you know if you have if you have a special effect you want to do maybe you want to put the camera on a skateboard or something some sort of wheeled you know, thing, maybe you have a, maybe somebody has a, a, a cart with wheels and you want to like wheel the the camera across the wall or something, plan ahead for those. And again, it's only going to be five, you know, 15 seconds long at the most. Um, but that's pretty cool. Um, and if you have a drone, obviously if you have a drone, you know, you're going to want to fly it around, plan out your, plan out your, your flybys, plan them out, know your beginning point and your ending point for the flyby. And then Plan it around a person's actions so that way you capture them and you make the whole shot count and you can use your full 5 10 or 15 second shot um all right enough of that next uh let's say that the day is coming to an end you want to make sure you get your final shots final shots are the most important thing it makes no sense to do all this and you don't have your final shot Mm -hmm. um final shots just get a good steady tripod shot Um, The best thing that we do is we set up the camera on the tripod. We lift up the tripod, put it in position, record. If we're doing multiple pieces, like maybe it's a whole production, then we'll just shoot, set it up, shoot, record, press pause, pick it up, move over a few feet, shoot, record, and get treated like a camera. Just get stills, still shots across the wall. After you do that, then you go do a handheld and walk around the wall and kind of like get close, Something, zoom in, zoom out. exactly. Yeah, um, just to cover both sides, so you have both things, and you can treat them how you want to treat them in the editing uh, stage. Um, and then in the final shots, also, you want to get final shots of the crew, whoever's painting, whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to get some shots of them on video. Uh, that's a good time to do maybe a wrap-up interview with somebody. Um, get some footage of people, you know, maybe commenting and then maybe do a quick walk around the scenery you know by that time i'm sure the sun is setting and you want to just get some final shots of what the day ended up looking like Um, and then plan ahead maybe if you can come back the next day and get morning shots you know in that type of lighting that helps um because sometimes the evening lighting is not the same as the morning lighting and you can get better shots on a wall sometimes you know how on a wall that you get shadows yeah because maybe there's like a, a an over ledge or something like that that's blocking the sun Mm -hmm. in a certain time so if you're lucky you can come back the next day and you can get some other shots just to have extras just in case
1: yeah
0: Uh, But final shots are important all right so that's all the process of like recording let's say the entire day you spend a whole day let's say we do two days two days is great right because you can go back a second day to record some more and paint some more it's great yeah you can go back with a New energy. You have more uh, batteries charged. Mm -hmm. You have uh, you know more time. More time, and and, and if you if you forgot about something or you thought of a new idea, you can do it on the second day. Yeah, Yeah. that's always good. Um, All right, so that's that. The next thing will be editing. I'm not gonna get into too much detail on editing because it's hard to uh, to do a tutorial, let's say on editing, (laughs) you know, over a microphone. But um, I mean, editing, I would say you know I, I use final cut you guys use whatever programs you can use at whatever whatever video editing programs you can use i would recommend right out the gate cut to music try to get some music if you don't have music there's places where you could download free download music or whatever get some music cut to it because the timing of the music helps the timing of the video it makes it more entertaining um when i start editing my video product projects i usually try to complete all my wall footage first. I take all the footage that I have, all the photos that I have of, of just me painting the wall and I cut that first. I make sure that I get that down. And if I, if the video is two minutes, I try to get that to like a minute and a half of wall footage. And I try to save those extra 30 seconds for scenery footage in the beginning or introduction footage in the beginning and f- closing footage at the end. So. If you're doing, if you're cutting a video and you're going into like five minutes and you can't trim down all your footage down below five minutes, you're doing something wrong. You really have to make decisions and trim it down to only the best shots, um, which is hard. I think when you're, when you're, especially when you're editing your own footage, it's hard to decide what's the best footage. You know, what, what are people going to see as the best footage? Um, but that's the trick to editing. Uh... After I complete all my wall footage and I have all that together nice and tight, then I try to see where can I squeeze into that that footage, little breaks to show scenery footage. And I get all my best scenery footage. I I dig through my footage and I find the best shots that describe the scenery the best. And then I try to insert those. Um, And then I try to look for where in this video can I put some talking or some little sounds, environmental sounds. I mean, another thing could just be environmental sounds, things that give you more background
1: yeah that, that's something that you can record in the actual pl- place maybe you have a, a voice recorder a sound recorder alone yeah you record something some maybe something interesting the music people talking people yeah. walking uh, maybe if you are by by a river or something you record that sound and then you can add that sound when you're editing right
0: yeah yeah, or sometimes the trains passing by, things Train, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, record some of that and just get some footage of the trains and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, that's where you you try to insert those at the end. Mm. Don't don't put yourself into that in the beginning, you know, uh, in the beginning of your project, on your editing. Try to edit that stuff into at the end when you have already have your complete wall footage together. And you'll, you'll see where's the best spot to insert it to kind of get the, the viewer's attention. Um but yeah, and I, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, um, when I'm editing, I I do cheat here and there. I'll, I'll add some background sound sounds, you know, if I, if I didn't get any, mm-hmm. you know, I'll use some footage from somewhere else, and I'll, if I need like some background environment sound or something, just to kind of give it more life. Yeah. Um, also, sometimes I'll edit, I'll edit all of the footage mute. So I won't, I won't include any of the natural environment sounds. Sometimes if, if the spray paint sounds good, if the spraying was good, then then I'll keep the spray paint sound in my video footage so that it feels like you're really there listening to the spray paint hissing and all that and the, and the cans rattling and all that. But I, I lower it down, but, I, but I'll keep that sound in there. I think sometimes it adds to it um, just to have a little background sound. But most of the time I'll just keep it to music because a lot of times the sound is bad in the locations Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't line up you know it it becomes crazy and chaotic when you edit down short clips um all right but that's uh that's pretty much it that's all my advice and and obviously you export it hd you know like whatever settings you want to set it at um try to make your videos entertaining you know uh Try not to go beyond for for a one project kind of video. Try to keep it around two and a half minutes to three minutes, maybe, maybe three and a half minutes. If you're gonna do an extended long video, I've done my graph tour videos that are like 15 minutes to 10, 10 to fifteen minutes. But
1: those have like how Mul- many walls? Multiple on it, walls, right? exactly.
0: So if you're gonna do something like that, then you break it down and say, well, each wall should be about three minutes.
1: Plus scenery, plus scenery. the situation and everything exactly. that was happening.
0: Yeah. So then you just say three minutes times three, you got nine. Mm-hmm. Then you add like an extra other two minutes for background environment or whatever. And if you happen to have something cool, maybe some good interview or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. it builds up to ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you try to keep those. Keep the videos short because people don't have the attention span that you wish they did, although your videos might look really cool and exciting, and your art is great.
1: Culture
0: Talk, Carla.
1: Culture Talk.
0: Alright, so what are we going to be doing this culture talk? What are we talking about?
1: So, we're going to talk about a band slash solo artist I like a lot. It's called Calle 13.
0: Calle 13. Calle 13 in English is 13th Street.
1: Yeah, or Street 13. 13th Street. 13th Street. 13th street. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Calle 13 is a Puerto Rican urban alternative um, group. And it was started by two artists, one named Residente and one named Visitante, back in 2005, with the album Calle 13."
0: Okay. So... What kind of music is it?
1: It's like, when they first started, they were doing type of like a reggaeton vibe, because the lyrics were very sexual. and Party music. Uh, huh? Party music. Yeah, very, uh-huh, very... Uh, party music and everything they'll talk about um, it will be like about sex and stuff like that and also the music was alternative because they were mixed a lot it was not just the reggaeton beat that you can hear when you listen to let's say Despacito or J Balvin or Daddy Yankee but it's more like an alternative sound where they will mix some um, rhythms and sounds from latin america cumbias and even um from techno right it will take different stuff and put it all together and it will sound really good but the guy will rap on top of it in spanish gotcha yeah Yeah. so so the first like two or three albums were really about like more party music this alternative this like um style of i don't care what you think i'm doing me and i don't care what you say about me (laughs) and i'm gonna talk crazy and my videos every
0: teen girl song ever
1: yeah (laughs) and my videos are gonna be crazy and all that uh but then they like shifted and their music was still alternative and was still a mix of sounds but the content on, on the lyrics changed to something more social, more controversial, because they were criticizing a lot of stuff that was happening in Puerto Rican government and around the world. That's a big shift. Yeah.
0: They went from being, uh, what is it, party rocker, then. Uh, exactly they like. They went from like party party rocker music.
1: Uh huh.
0: Those guys, LMFAO. LMFAO, that's yeah. the name, yeah. Yeah, they went from being that to suddenly trying to take their lyrics seriously trying to take their content seriously but I think it was because if I remember correctly now it's coming to me wasn't there a concert or something where he came out and he spoke and all this stuff and like he was making concerts where like like he was being seen as a as, as a public figure
1: yeah uh, well yeah that happened and also I think it was right after when he went to the MTV Awards I think or Billboard or something and he said something about the governor of Puerto Rico and when he said that he got censored in Puerto Rico and he couldn't do concerts in Puerto Rico he couldn't um his music was not uh showed in in the radio or TV stations or anything not interviews nothing because what he said about the the governor he basically insulted him right. in national television which
0: which happens also to american english speaking artist Mm -hmm. that if you want to go up and talk about killing your brother man and shooting Mm -hmm. up all your all your peoples then Mm -hmm. that's okay we'll Mm -hmm. play you all day 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. on heavy rotation Mm -hmm. but if you want to compensate something to criticize something that matters or speak out against something that matters then they're gonna shut you down and kind of play you only at night
1: yeah exactly and that was exactly the shift and that's why on the next album um he changed and then he started to criticize even the people that were singing those type of of songs so let's kill each other and I'm right. the gangster and all that to say why are you saying that don't you see that you are part of the problem and that you are making people in society in Puerto Rico feel some kind of way to to find a solution by killing each other instead of coming together
0: what what was the name of the album that made that shift
1: um, it was called Entren Los Que Quieran
0: Entren Los Que Quieran that means I, it, I mean it's like enter who, enter whoever dares like whoever dares to enter enter kind of saying come at me basically he's kind of right I, I would have translated it like come at me
1: right um, and I believe that was in 2010 that album okay um, so yeah so in, in that album he had this song that it was called um, Digo lo que pienso that is it means, Digo lo
0: que pienso is I say what I think I say what I, I say think. what I feel
1: and with that song I feel like if you listen to that song you can um, understand where is he coming from the lyrics are in Spanish but maybe you can find a translation and basically in that song he explains who he is as a rapper and why all these things happen um, in his career and basically how he and and, and he also talks about one of the majors of of Puerto Rico and all that, and it's a whole controversy. But it's it's a good song.
0: You know, he he doesn't. When we're describing him like this, he doesn't. He's not that far away from kind of like the the path that Eminem took, because Eminem was oh a, yeah an American rapper who came off in the beginning. He was just Mr. Party, Mr. Funny. Uh huh. And Mr. Battle Rapper, Mr. Backpack Rapper. Uh-huh. And then he ended up starting to take his lyrics more seriously. And then he started trying to make more controversial things. And he started, you know, and the only difference I think is that, I mean, not the only difference, but one of the big differences I could say is they're similar. But then the differences would be that uh, Residente from Calle 13, his, his crowd and his market is is much more narrow. The mm-hmm. reach is more narrow than somebody like here who can go into R&B or can go into dance or can go into this and that where over there like I think he was he was Calle was getting trapped in between reggaeton and like some alternative rock pop pop thing or something yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. there wasn't so many venues for them it wasn't like he could stick to his lane and be a rapper no because there isn't really an audience for that specific thing
1: exactly Exactly. in,
0: in, in Puerto Rican music and in Latin American music
1: exactly yeah uh, continuing with a little bit more about Calle 13, another song in that album that is called Entren Los Que Quieran is Latin America, which is like an anthem now for all Latin American countries. Yeah, and that, that's the one
0: that got my attention.
1: That song really spoke about the whole Latin American experience and the union of the countries as... Latin and American and all the things that we have to offer to each other. The video is beautiful and it just went to another level. I think that song took him to the level of social awareness. Yeah. And for people to know that he's that aware of everything that is happening in Latin America, I feel.
0: Yeah. So again, the, the name of that song is Latino America. And... You guys could find that on YouTube very easily. Uh, Calle Trece, Latino America. The video actually got my attention because uh, when it first came out, it was heavy on rotation on... on people would be reposting it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Because the video it starts off with graffiti. Like somebody's painting a mural. And it's like a very earthy topic, the mural. It, the visual of the mural is. And then it's animated. It's building itself. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to like scenery of the, the, the rapper... Uh, residente walking through latin america going i think through through the andes yeah he was Uh, like
1: in peru ecuador yeah the mountains over there so really into the people and the indigenous people that they still live over there
0: but bringing his sound exactly and, and talking about rapping about how we're all united and how we all work for a better future for latin america yeah Which is exciting that was actually a really good video that caught my attention that was really
1: good yeah so then going a little bit into the awards that they have won um in the grammys award they won a grammy on the category of best latin rock urban or alternative music album they won in 2015 for multiviral in 2013 for los de atrás vienen conmigo um, and then they won 22 Latin Grammys. And that's in total for the whole band. Wow. 22 with just like five albums or so. Um, and then going now passing into what is Residente now. Now Residente is a solo artist. He's not part of Calle 13 anymore. And he's starting his solo career. He started last year with the album Residente. Which was, uh, he went into a DNA ancestry uh, test exam. He got it. And then he went to search for his ancestors. Yeah. Um, and he went into different locations, different places from around the world. Um, the test showed that he's from these places. <laughs> Siberia, Moscow, China, the Kaus, Caucasus, Caucus, the caucus? caucus, yeah the Caucus. Uh, France, Spain, England, Armenia, Ossetia in Georgia, Antigua, Ghana, Burkina Faso, and obviously Puerto Rico. So he basically went to all these places and he got to talk to the people over there and to record sounds from the places, um, they, he got some um, ladies in Ghana, and in Ossetia to sing. Um, when he was in Armenia, he got to know about the war, so he wrote a song about war, and he had the sound of the ladies singing from from that location. When he went to China, he also got two young ladies to sing from two for two different songs. So basically, he. Mix those sounds with his sounds, which is an alternative sound, and made this album.
0: While while rapping. While over. rapping.
1: He, all he his contribution obviously is the music, but um, his style of singing is rapping. So everything that he's saying through the songs is rap.
0: Right.
1: Um, what I have to say about the album is it's very interesting. Um, I I heard to the I listened to the all the to the whole album and it was really good. Um, I do have to say that in order for it to make sense, I will say watch the documentary. He made a documentary that is called Residente, on Netflix now. Um, the documentary basically explains the process and why he went to these places and everything that he learned while being over there and how he managed to record because that was a lot of work. He had to bring his microphones and everything to those places and go with a crew obviously and, and get people to record and to understand him. Because sometimes what he wanted to say and... Yeah,
0: he needed translators.
1: He needed translators. And for example, there was an example in China. He was trying to get one of the girls to sing in a specific different um, rhythm. And because over there they don't have that type of rhythm, it was so difficult for him to explain to her, no, but I want, let's say, in four by four, but you only do six by eight or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that was interesting, so okay, so watch the documentary, is gonna help you to understand where he's coming from and then if you're listening just to the album, listen to the album in order go to YouTube and find Residente album in order and listen to the whole song because if you listen to the songs just like that and shuffle, it's not gonna make sense in order I feel like it there's like two songs that they still don't make sense with the album but everything else makes sense. He starts with an intro uh, that Lin-Manuel Miranda is rapping and he's explaining that they are cousins. So Ru- Limanuel manuel Miranda. Luis
0: Manuel Miranda is the guy from... From Hamilton. Okay, so the guy from Hamilton is this guy, Residente's cousin. Cousin, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So in the intro for the whole album, he, uh, Lin-Manuel is saying, that you and I, we are cousins and we come from this lineage and all that and he starts in Spanish and then he continues in English Um, and then after that, the album continues with Somos Anormales Anormales, sorry Um, That I don't know if you guys got to see that video, but that video is the video where he had a lady giving birth to people and it's very graphic, and they show the whole image in <laughs> in the video.
0: I, it's 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 cartoony, but it's but it, yeah, it's it's a, it's a set. It's set up to look like she's giving birth to, to full-grown people to coming food. out of her vagina.
1: Exactly, which, <laughs> literally her vagina. Yeah, <laughs> which now listening to the album after watching the video, it makes sense because he's trying to say like this is the beginning, and we are all. Um, abnormal in our own way. We are not the same, but at the same time, we have the same features and we have... And we come from the same background, even though we don't, ha- we don't want to understand this. So for it to be the first song in the album, it makes total sense. Yeah. And then it continues. Um, I think the two songs or three songs that are the best in the album is... Um, "Somos anormales" is so so. It's not. Somos. "Somos anormales" is not the first one, um, but give me one second I will say that the song "Guerra" is good. It's a good, um, like, social critique to what's happening in the war uh, in Armenia and in those places, but also all over the world and the way he talks about it is very interesting, because he really got to talk to people that were living through the war. And when you see the video also, he used a child from over there, and and that's very touching. Another song is El Futuro Es Nuestro, which is another critique And he talks about racism in in, the United States and how, at the end of the day, things might change, but there's some things that are going to keep being the same because we're just humans. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, at the end, like, the future is ours if you really want to do something about it. And the last song, which is Hijos del Cañaveral, is beautiful, is dedicated to Puerto Rico. Um, He has a trovador um in the middle of the song so it's like
0: folk folk music mixed into
1: into rap That's uh, cool. yeah he he's rapping through the whole song and then in the chorus is the trovador and he has like um trova music like folk music from Puerto Rico, and the drums and all that so it's really nice
0: okay i think i think i like i like the concept of the album uh I would recommend for people, especially Spanish speakers. Obviously, if you don't, if you don't understand Spanish, you might think that the music is a little bit all over the place because it is. It's a big mixture of music and sounds. Um, but if you understand Spanish, if you're a Spanish speaker, I would recommend it. Give it a listen. Give it a give it a try. It's not not every song is going to be your cup of tea. Some of the songs are going to throw you off. But I think in general, the album is going to. If you pay attention, especially if you watch the documentary, it's gonna really hit you. Uh, uh, what unites all of us, right? And what around the world, and especially Latin culture, how we are spread out throughout the whole world, and we have different influences, from our music and our culture from all around the world, places you would never expect. Um, I think, unlike a lot of reggaeton artists and a lot of typical rappers, you know, they usually look, they usually self-centered. And yeah. all the songs and all the music is about themselves, me, 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 what I have, what I am, yeah. how I'm the best, how I am, how I am. And I feel like this album shows how if you, mm-hmm. if you look deeper inside of yourself, beyond the superficial, your surface, mm-hmm. and you go inside to who you really are and your essence of what's your background, you're going to find yourself going further out into the world and connecting with a broader audience than if you only look at your superficial makeup.
1: Yeah, and another fact about the album is that um, it also, uh, so all the songs uh, are recorded in different locations and places, and these people that were singing in those places are singing in their language. So you listen to him rapping in, in Spanish, but then you'll have the chorus maybe of somebody talking in Chinese or Mandarin or African or whatever is their language. Um, which is cool too because he's then he's mixing people from from he's he's grabbing the attention from people from those countries Correct. to get to know him by combining those sounds yep and the album actually won best latin urban or um or alternative album for to, the 2018 grammys award so yeah
0: all right so residente
1: Presidente.
0: Wow, check it out, people.
1: You wanted me to teach you, right? Street reality.
0: Carla, quieres hablar
1: español? Sí, vamos a hablar español. All right,
0: hablando español. Let's do it.
1: Hablando, hablando, hablando español. Okay, so let's start with. Yes. Directing
0: Directing or director
1: Directing
0: Wow, that's a little harder uh, Directing is Dirigiendo Yes Dirigiendo Yes I was going to say dirijando Dirigiendo <laughs> It doesn't sound right Dirigiendo Dirigiendo yes. Alright, dirigiendo Alright, next
1: Okay, next Batteries
0: Batteries Baterias Yes Alright. So
1: next one is tone. What? Tone.
0: Tone. Uh I would say tono. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure it was gonna be like something else for sound, mm-hmm. something else for color, something else. No. Yeah, I
1: was thinking about it, but no. It's the same. Alright. Next one, tripod.
0: Trip oh, I don't know tripod.
1: You don't know? No,
0: tripod trip Trípode. Triwa?
1: Tripode
0: Tripode
1: I've Tripode. never said
0: tripod Tripode Tripode
1: Tripode
0: Tripode Okay, tripod
1: Next one, event
0: Event, evento Come on, that's easy
1: Nice Next one, shoot
0: Shoot Is this the same for gun as no, well as not. video?
1: it's not It's
0: not? Uh, Alright, well shoot Sería disparar disparo. Disparo. But if you're but you're saying shoot
1: as uh, as video, video
0: would be grabar. No.
1: Toma. La toma.
0: La toma is a, the shoot? Yeah. Like a video shoot is Yeah. La toma?
1: Yeah. Toma.
0: Like a take. La
1: toma. Yeah, like a take.
0: Okay. All right. Take
1: next one. Tutorial
0: tutorial damn these throw me off tutorial is tutorial
1: yes that's correct
0: tutorial i got it
1: that's correct tutorial next one scenery
0: scenery is scenario
1: could be or paisaje damn
0: paisaje isn't paisaje because i
1: thought it was escenario escenario yeah
0: with an e in in the front
1: escenario es with an uniform yeah, ok yeah. so
0: escenario or
1: paisaje. or paisaje because paisaje is more about the environment
0: Hmm. ok
1: ok next one location
0: location is local what? no
1: location
0: location location I don't, I
1: don't know location no? no well it can be Ubicacion. What? (laughs)
0: What? Come
1: on. Ubicacion.
0: Ubicacion is location.
1: Or localizacion.
0: That's what I was trying to say. Localizacion.
1: Localizacion is location.
0: Localizacion, I like that one. Location. Localizacion. That's pretty long, but
1: Yeah, that's yeah. How do you say portable?
0: portable portable that one I've said that many times
1: that's correct how do you say yes lightning
0: lightning yeah or
1: lighting 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 (laughs) you always do that (laughs) sorry lighting lighting not lighting not lightning (laughs) not lightning and thunder sorry guys
0: Lighting. lighting lighting is I would say oh shit illumination
1: What? How do you know that? Seriously? Yeah.
0: Illuminacion. Il- 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 illumination. Yes. Yeah, I got to think about it to say it. How wow. It come out.
1: Nice. Um, how do you say footage? Foolish? Footage.
0: Footage. footage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> first learn how to say first learn how to say
0: footage before you ask me how I say footage.
1: Okay, say it again.
0: Footage. 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 Okay, so okay. How, do, how do you say footage? Uh, footage is... Uh, that I don't know. I don't know
1: at all. Me neither. I didn't know either. So I look it up. And it's, um, it says... El metraje. O las secuencias.
0: Las secuencias. O el-, el metraje. I don't even know what the hell that is. That makes no sense. El
1: metraje to- is because... Is because, you know, because footage comes from food. So I think that they're trying to mix footage with food. Footage. Metro, footage, used, footage
0: used to be relevant to the length of the, of the film uh-huh. measured by feet.
1: I think that's what it is. El metraje, I think, is that measurement. And then las secuencias is the, is the footage. The frames. The frames, Exactly.
0: That sequence. So, what was it again? The second one? Secuencias sequence- That's it? Just secuencias?
1: Sequencias. Oh,
0: wow. All right. I like the other one better. Metraje then.
1: Okay. Next. El-, el metraje. El metraje. El metraje. All right. Footage. Next one. 15. What? 15. 15? 15? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's from the 15 seconds rule. Oh, okay, okay. Next one, seconds. How do you say seconds?
0: Oh my God, I'm going to kill you. You always do segundos. Segundos. Calma, segundos.
1: Nice.
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Okay. Next one is urban. How do you say urban?
0: Urban, urbano.
1: Yes, that's right. How do you say resident?
0: Residente. That's the name of the guy. A rapper, we're talking about.
1: <laughs> How do you say visitant? <laughs> Christian, I know we know it, but you know, we have people maybe they don't know. How do you say visitant?
0: I don't know if visitant is a word. It's not? No.
1: How is it then? Somebody that is visiting you.
0: It's a visitor.
1: Oh, visitor. <laughs>
0: There's a resident and there's a visitor.
1: How do you say visitor?
0: Visitor? Visitante.
1: Yes, that's right. (laughs) Good job. How do you say documentary?
0: Documentary? Oh, that one always throws me off. And I think we talked about that one before. Um, Documentario? No. How do you say documentary?
1: Documental.
0: Documental documental
1: and last but not least yes. how do you say rapper
0: rapper rapero that's right alright thank you Carla thank you for that Spanish lesson
1: you're welcome
0: alright another episode done um, next episode is going to be episode 24
1: 24 The Crew Wow uh,
0: In Art Life, I'm going to talk about uh, what it's like to work with a group um, to do a production uh, Things that you should keep in mind when working and collaborating with other artists
1: And on Culture Talk, we're going to be reviewing the movie East Side Sushi Oh
0: yeah, that was a good movie hmm gonna make me hungry too i know (laughs) (laughs) all right and at the end we're gonna be
1: hablando espanol all right
0: see you guys next episode